gentlemen, once again you have been brought to me. I'm your host of this wonderful podcast, a podcast that has been dedicated to opening up everyone's mind on the average American, average citizen of the world, your average everyday hero. This is In Your Head with Shannon Staniford. I'm your host, Lord Shannon Staniford. And I want to thank you all for coming on this journey with me as we have been blessed once again with yet another appearance by my friend Candace Edwards. Um, with this being Candace's third appearance, it's Candace the repeat, and, um, in this episode, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna do something a little different. This is going to be basically a big catch-up episode with her, um, and we're gonna find out how her journey is going since coming on the show uh this the last time um find out where she's at where she's where she's been what's happened with her uh it's it's a feel good story um because uh we're going to we're going to find out it, it, what's changed in her life since coming on um the show to me is not just about um the 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 struggles and the and the downs and and the rises and the falls and blah 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 uh the show is about in, in in a sense the person me wanting to see these people that i that i come across that i interview succeeding and winning in life and that's what candace is doing um so Candace Three Pete is the uh, uh, I absolutely love having talking with her because she gets so you can just feel that passion you can feel so much good coming out of out of this short woman <laughs> she's a force I swear so let's waste no more time. And getting it back into Candace Three Pete's head. Candace Trilogy. Try Candace? I don't know. We're going to come up with a name. Candace, welcome back to the show. How you? How are you, dear? I'm living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> so, officially, you are now the first time three-peat guest. Heck yeah. <laughs> so, since the last time you were on the show, I guess both times because you went back to back, how has things changed in your life? Let's see. Oh, remember the guy that I was living with at the time? He went back to South Dakota. That was nice. Um, I switched jobs. I'm an assistant manager at a big retail store now, so that's kind of cool. I got the go-ahead to find a lawyer for my foster baby. That was a big thing. Uh, What else? I have a new boyfriend. He's like the best thing ever. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what all we talked about the last time. <laughs> well, we we talked about your marriage. Um, oh, I'm a divorced. I'm officially divorced now. Okay, yay. All right. Yeah. So, I guess let's uh, with 
all the stuff that um, you you talked about at that time, and then we talked with Joanne for the first ever Legion episode. Um, what how was talking about that kind of stuff in this uh, in this form very um, like relieving for you? It was like weights off weights off your uh, your shoulders? Yeah, I I think doing these they do help i mean because i don't i don't get a lot of an adult interaction i mean i do now but there for a while i wasn't i mean it helps and i mean it could help somebody else who's going through like the same situations that i am so okay so well i'm glad that it helped because you know that was the whole reason that i started this show was right. to like to get people to like do that kind of stuff so what is so you you finally get divorced let's talk about that what goes through your head whenever you get like the divorce papers like they're finalized all you have to do is sign them what what's going through your head so my divorce got very very messy especially towards the end um my ex-husband i mean he He's not the smartest person. I mean, you know, we went to high school with him. Yeah. But, I mean, he made some really bad choices, and um, and I didn't feel comfortable with my kids going over there all the time. So I really fought tooth and nail against the whole 50-50 thing, and then he's kind of showed that he was going to do a little bit better. So ultimately, we agreed to the 50-50, but I agreed to it on my terms, which was I wanted the same days every week. I didn't want the whole two days here, two days there, three days with me, three days with him. I didn't want that. I wanted a set schedule so I could plan things. So that's nice. Um, that's about the only thing I got in my divorce. I asked for a lot more things and I got nothing. Um, I got a car out of it, but that after that was after the fact that I had already given him $2,000 for that car. So, but after I, they said it was done, it was nice. So I'm glad. Was it like a weight of the world kind of just sigh of relief or was there any part of you that still had that feeling of, um, negative, uh, I guess like, uh, remorse. Um, no, I think when I finally, when I signed my papers and I did that, it was more so when I dropped those off, I cried. And it was because I cried because I was like, okay, this chapter is like finally over. And it was, it was like something I didn't have to, I didn't have to stress about it. So, I mean, the fact that it was over, it was nice. But then again, I was, I was sad because I was going to have to share my kids more than what I had been, which I'm all for my children having a normal relationship with their father, like we get along great now that we're divorced and it's over with. I mean, there's some days I still want to strangle him, but we are doing better. But yeah, it was really, I cried. I dropped him off and I cried and that's, but I, I, I did, I felt better. Like I didn't feel trapped anymore. I felt free. So it was really nice. Okay. I get all that. Uh, yeah. Trust me, I get all that. Um, it's never. I mean, it's 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 real. It's a relief whenever it's finally done. I mean, yeah, you have to kind of you know, go with whatever you know like the divorce papers actually say as far as like the kids and stuff that like that goes. But I know like with mine, there was that whole like. Well, I guess this officially makes me failure if this is how I choose to look at it right oh, now. Oh, no. I, I definitely, I think that was like an emotion too that went through. is like, wow, you suck. Like, you failed at this. And it's, but then thinking about it, I didn't fail. 
and I felt like for a while that I felt like I felt my failed my kids because the only thing that I ever wanted was our family to work and that was it I was but I wanted him to be faithful I didn't want to do the whole oh my god what's he doing when he leaves who's he talking to where's he going like I didn't want to do that I did that for eight years I was done so I did feel like a failure because I did give that up but I gave it up and now my kids see me happy and see me being treated the way that I should be treated not me crying all the time or us fighting all the time so I didn't I only felt like a failure for a while but once I was like okay you're happier now and he's happier he's got his own shenanigans going on but I mean he's happier I think okay well you know I guess what at the end of the day like for me, because you're one of my best friends, the only thing that I care about is the fact that you're, my nieces and nephews are okay and that you're okay. And that for me, I'm a little partial on that regard. So, right. But, okay. Um, so you've moved on from that. You got that done. Uh-huh. And you, you said you, the new job. So, How's that, how's that going? Was What was that like as a transition? Um, so when I left my ex-husband, I worked at a gas station for almost a year. And then I, I was, I was making $10, $11 an hour. It wasn't very much. And it, I mean, it was supporting my kids and paying the bills, but it was, it wasn't what I wanted. So then I went to the hospital, did that for about a year, and I worked in labor and delivery. And then I started once I, I got a second job working at Uptown when I um, got the baby because I needed the extra income now that I had a whole other kid. And I, around November last year, I quit the hospital and I worked at Uptown pretty much. That was my only job for a while. And then um, during the whole quarantine thing, my ex wasn't, I mean, he wasn't holding down a job. And we were, I mean, yeah, we got the extra $600 a week in unemployment. I did because he was so, he would not file for unemployment at all. I don't understand why. But so I started looking for jobs that I could go back to work because sitting at home just isn't my thing. Like I need to stay busy. I've always stayed busy since I've left my ex-husband. So, um, I applied at the store, got offered the job. I make $14 an hour, which is a lot more than what I was making when I first left my ex-husband. So, and then I worked uptown and then the new store for a while and, I, I couldn't do both. I, I was, I have four kids and I just, I couldn't do both anymore. So I, I quit uptown. I cried forever, but I'm happier. I mean, I, I miss this uptown, but I'm so happy at my new job right now. It's, I'm going, I go on vacation in like four days and they are having me work and earn every single bit of that vacation with floor sets. So but I'm happy. I like who my boss is, and I like the other manager that I work with. She's pretty cool. She's like my work mom. But I do. I like my job, and I'm happier now. It's just it was a struggle to quit my oh. last job. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's what you want to hear whenever you're changing jobs. Is that like you know like I know how much you enjoyed the the job at Uptown, and you. It's a great it's a great store um and the, the people there are fantastic so and that's just shows and the people that you are around but now that you're 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 doing your own you're doing your new thing with this new new place of employment and bringing every bit of knowledge and customer service skills and all your sparkling personality to this place uh, yeah it'll it'll do it'll do wonders and like that's I mean something my boss brought up today he's like he goes you know he goes you working here 
and I don't even know what even brought it up, but I was like, I really like my job here. And he's like, yeah, but if you ever decide you're going to leave, he's like, you are worth more money now than what you were when you came in. So, I mean, I mean that made me feel good, too, because he every time he does, like, an interview with somebody, he's like, well, this is Christine. She's our merchandising manager, and this is Candice. She's our CEM. She's the customer experience manager, and she is kick-ass at her job. And I'm like, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Pride in what you do, dear. Pride in what you do. That's that's great. Yeah, so I, I really do like it. I mean, the hours are not my favorite, but I do. I like my job a lot. That's good. That's good. Um, so let's talk about the baby. Oh, my, my little peanut. Oh, I love him so much. Oh, he's I do. so cute. I do too. He's uh, I, I love seeing all the pictures and stuff like that that you post about him and being being one of the people that you told what was going on with him uh, before anybody else was. I I I adopted him as as my as my little nephew anyway. So, um. How are things with him? Um, he's they're really good. Um, he's had an ear infection for like the last two months, so we're still fighting that. We started reception shots today, so hopefully they'll go away. If not, we're going to be working towards, I guess, getting tubes started. Mm. Um, the poor kid, he's been tested twice for COVID. He just got out of quarantine yesterday, actually, because his teacher at daycare tested positive. Oh, wow. that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, I've had to hold my one-year-old down twice now to be tested because <laughs> he needed to be tested. But, yeah, that's awful. But, I mean, he's doing pretty good. I got the okay to start finding an attorney for adoption, um, which I'm still terrified that they're going to tell me one day, no, he's got to go back. But, I mean, I will always feel like that until it is, we sign papers saying he is mine. So, but, I mean, he's he's walking now. He's he's a good kid. His His biological mom's missing out on a lot. Because he is one of the coolest kids I've ever known. Yeah, you know what? You're right there. She is missing out, but the person that is not missing out is you. And if if and when you do go through all, with all this and goes before a judge and stuff like that, I don't. There's not a judge in this world that I would think that would not let you have that kid. I don't it. think so. So I think his no. his whole family though, like okay, so by the state of Missouri, he is technically my cousin. And his grandma would be my grandma, technically, kind of. They're not married. And I don't even claim my grandpa anymore, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But um she the she says like she only wants something to do with him when it's convenient for her and like she texted me today and she's like i'm still dealing with back pain that's why i haven't asked about him that doesn't make any sense like why does your back have anything to do with you sending a text message that like, i'm so confused oh it's a gigantic cop-out yeah, like, just a, can we just be honest and admit that you don't really give a crap? And, yeah, I was like, we don't have to waste time. Like, it's fine. I completely ignored her. I didn't send her pictures. I didn't say anything to her. Like, I don't want – I invited her to his birthday party because I was trying to be civil and be nice. But now I'm just to, like, you don't ask about him because your back hurts. You don't ask to see him because your back hurts, but – when a, well, a cousin that I don't claim came into town with her kids, you made an effort to see her and her children. So that's okay. I'm good. We're fine. 
Okay, yeah. Oh, man. Hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, it makes Mama Bear want to come out, because... <laughs> Don't mess with my kids. Right. Yeah, that is, that is like, so stupid. So very, and beyond stupid, really. So, when do you, are you, uh, are you worried, or not worried, I guess, um, are you hesitant to get, to get a lawyer, or are you just, like, um, just trying to figure out the best route to go with that? Um, so the state will help pay for an attorney. They pay up to like 2500 I think is what it is, which is what the retainer is for most attorneys here in town. And um, they said they would give me a list, but I don't necessarily think that getting an attorney right now would do benefit anything. Um, we're... I mean, we've moved forward with the TPR part of it, which is terminating parental rights. Um, she can fight it. Will she win? No, probably not. Um, but um, we could do, I mean, I could get one now, but it's still going to probably be another year and a half before this is all said and done. So, I mean, I figured I could just wait a little bit. To, I At least wait until it is official that, TPR is done and it's all all that is completed before I get it one okay so but do you worry that if by choosing to wait that not only are you gonna have that worry on you but like uh, it's like not only do you have that worry on you now but like in the time between right now and when you do you do you think that stress is gonna just get worse because like, we both know that with you you have have talked about your like anxiety being like sometimes just balls to the wall like out of nowhere out of the blue um don't you worry that that's just gonna like kickstart that um, i think even if so I think even if I got a, an attorney now, and I still think that I would still be scared until the day we went to court. Because ultimately, she, I mean, we could find dad, and dad could be like like a normal person, and he could easily take him. So I think, I think I'm just always going to be worried, even if I did have an attorney, that he would go. Until I go to court and sign papers and the judge says, okay, he's yours. What do you want his name to be? Like, I think I'll always be worried until then, regardless if I had one now or if I waited. All right. That's that's fair. That's fair. Okay. So we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that situation. And you'll definitely have to keep us updated on that because... Because this is your third time, I feel like every every once in a while, I'm going to need a Candace update on this show. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we both, like, Tamanda, who, who for the listeners, has been on the show before. Uh, she was in season two. Um, you... And her are friends, and the, we were talking on Candace's, or not Candace's, um, Tamanda's episode about you, me, and her on uh, recording an episode together. So why don't, before that chaos gets started, gets started, why don't you talk, tell the listeners about your relationship with Tamanda? Oh, that's a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually, we really didn't like each other in high school, well, middle school and high school, really, like, and then it kind of got better, like, because she was friends with Trevor, and I was friends with Trevor, which was our friend that committed suicide. Um, so it's like, after he died, we kind of just grew 
like together like we just we've just been best friends since then like that's my sister like I'm pretty sure she wanted to fight me in high school like not even kidding and I don't even remember why but yeah now we're we talk every day we do a whole lot of tiktoking together like we're tiktok fools (laughs) it's terrible but um yeah yeah that's that's terrible we've gone through i mean we went through trevor losing trevor we've gone through the when she lost her baby like we've gone through a lot of things like i was one of the first people that she told that she was pregnant with the baby that she gave up for adoption like there's a lot of things that we've told each other that we didn't tell a lot of people and we a lot of things that we do tell people it's we're always telling each other first we're one of the first people to find out and that's just it's just our relationship has grown stronger over the last like 14 years and i mean she's she's very sassy she's a sasshole and i mean i'm not any better but she we gently bully each other so i think I think that's why we get along so good, too, is because we're, like, the same person, kind of. But, I mean, we've always been pretty tight. I mean, we've never – I mean, we'll go a while without talking, but we always end up coming back to we talk. And it's not even like we went that long without talking. So it just sucks that she lives 45 minutes away. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It does because with her – living well i feel like i'm right in the middle actually so like i have both of you two in like opposite directions so i can't really like see you both at one time except for that one day that i saw you both at the one time i'm trying to get her to come to town so we can make a tiktok together (laughs) priorities dear priorities i'm telling you we are tiktoking fools and well fools being the main word in that yeah we are a mess (laughs) yeah yeah i i I believe um yeah you you guys put the hot and the mess in hot mess so yes (laughs) wait yeah, me and her, we're pretty tight. Like, there ain't nothing that the other one does that the other one doesn't know about. I'm aware. I mean, I'm like, aware. I'm pretty, like, the last time she was here, like, I took a shower, and I'm pretty sure she sat in the bathroom with me while I took a shower. Like, we're we're that close with each other, so she's my best friend. Well, she's, she's, Yeah. She's something, something else. I and on her episode, I'm pretty sure I laid it out out for everybody how how she, her, and I are we're close. We just don't act the part, right? Um. So with this um newfound relationship, so. You went from being in a relationship with a guy that was unsteady at best, and that's like the polite thing that I can call him. Um, He wanted to play Xbox all day and not work. Like, no. And he was also like five years younger, so I mean that explains a lot. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. So, he moves out. You start moving uh-huh. on with your with your life. Um, uh-huh. So, why don't you give the listeners a lesson in what hope can do for a person whenever it comes to finding a good relationship? Um, so, he is my first relationship that they actually... Which I'm, like, terrified of this. Like, I... Because I've been in so many terrible relationships. Like, that is my normal relationship, I guess, is what you'd call it. Is, But it's not normal. It's very toxic and it's terrible. But he is... So... 
little backstory because it would kind of make sense. A year ago, well, over a year ago, he came into my life and asked me out on a date. And I said no. Um, and because I was talking to my ex, and I was like, no. And he, he's like, okay, that's fine. He got it. And then, oh gosh, I'm yawning. Ugh. He got it. And then he settled for being a really close friend, which turned into he was one of my best friends. Like, I don't do anything without this guy not knowing because he has been there through everything with me in the last year. And so he settled for just being my friend. And um, I don't know if, if you remember the last episode I was in. Remember me talking about the guy who got out of the truck to go get the flower? Yep. And then, well, that's him. I figured. Yeah. So, but, I mean, he he's very respectful. He, and it's weird because I'm not, and he's not my normal, typical, um, I guess my, the normal person that I would go after, I guess, um, but I don't know. There's something about him that makes me believe that I am worth it and that I am as pretty as he says that I am and that I deserve the good in life because I've had so many terrible relationships. Um, let me think. Um, I guess going through so many bad relationships, like don't give up, I guess. Um, he came out of the blue. Like, I mean, he's always been there and I broke up with my ex in March and I didn't hang out with Michael for as much as I wanted to, because even though I was talking to somebody else, I did want to go on a date with him a year ago and me being the loyal person that I am, I was just, I blocked it off and I was like, no, I'm not doing this. I have, I have this person that I'm talking to getting ready to go to South Dakota to see, like, I'm not doing that. Oh, and then I, I never, even though like I didn't think that I deserved it, like, I never gave up, I guess. I Even after my last one, I just, it didn't end well. And when I broke up with him in March, I started hanging out more with Michael because, I mean, he's my friend. And, like, I, I could do that and not feel guilty that I was hanging out with the opposite sex because part of me is just like, you don't do that. And so I started hanging out with him more, and it's just... I realized that I really do like this person and he's an amazing person. He's every time something has gone wrong in my life and I've called him, he has immediately dropped what he was doing to come save me. Whether it be my car broke down or I ran out of gas or whatever the case may be, he was dropping what he was doing to be there. And I mean, that's just, that's, something big for me because I've never really had that and then after my ex moved out and I mean we started hanging out even more like he was coming over before work because he works overnight so he's coming over before work he was picking me flowers like things just gradually started getting better and there for a while like I thought oh, like man he's not he's not committed like he's like I was really worried like my anxieties were kicking thinking he doesn't really want to be with you he just wants to be with you for the sex aspect of it it's not because he really wants a relationship but I told him I was like if that's all you want just say so like I don't want to get attached to somebody and on that level especially and for them to just be like no I don't want that and it's for 
a while, I asked him, I'm like, what is this? Because he doesn't believe in talking, which, okay, like, a lot of people don't believe in the talking stage. I guess that's still, like, the high school, whatever, but it was, he, I don't believe in that. I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, well, what are we? And he's like, well, what do you want it to be? And I'm like, I asked you, like, I'm, because I'm not, I am one who is not going to, I guess, say my feelings if I don't know your feelings because I don't want I, I'm scared of rejection so I would not I would not tell him that I wanted him to be my boyfriend I would say that I want to be with him but I was not I want you to be my boyfriend like this is what we're gonna do so um finally I just he wouldn't give me a straight answer and he would just keep changing the subject and I'm like okay, like, this is what it's going to be. He's never going to commit because we had been doing this for a while. I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm done asking. I'm, because I felt like I was being rejected. Like, you can't give me a straight answer. So clearly this is not what you want. And you won't give me a straight answer because you don't want to hurt me. So you're just going to dance around the question. So I was, my walls went up. I was like, I'm not doing this. And I shut down and... I, he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing. Like, I'm fine. Because I, I was getting, I felt like I was getting to a point that I was getting too attached to somebody who didn't want the same things that I wanted. So he was leaving for work and he kissed me goodbye and said, don't be mad at me. I can tell and I can see it on your face that you're mad. And I am one that's really good about hiding my facial expressions and I'm pretty good about hiding something if something is wrong and there's something about him like he can just read past it like he's not he doesn't believe when I say nothing's wrong he just he can tell because he knows my body language so well that he's just like no you're mad don't be mad at me and then when he left he texted me and said I do want to be with you I just don't want to get hurt, which I get 100%. So he said he was willing to try, and I was like, well, that, what does that mean? And he then I asked him, I was like, well, what is that supposed to mean? And he said, well, it's nap time. So he danced around that question, too, which was frustrating because I need straightforward answers. It doesn't matter what I ask. I just need a straightforward answer because if I don't get a straightforward black and white answer, then I'm my anxieties are going to come up in a scenario and give an answer for you and it's not going to be anything remotely close to what you're wanting your answer to be and I told him I was like oh my god like I freaked out and I was like no I'm like I want a straightforward answer and then he told me he was just like well he's like will you be my girlfriend and and that's where that started I guess but like I wanted to give up on trying for a relationship but there was just something told me to not give up and because everybody deserves to be happy and everybody deserves somebody who can tell when something is wrong and that can no matter what can fix that because I mean we all deserve it it's not it's not just everybody doesn't it's just everybody has a person and I really think that he is my person because he's just he's always understood my life and understood where I came from and even though he danced around the question a little bit he's made up for it in every aspect that he can since then so just I just wouldn't give up I mean you can have a ton of crappy relationships like I have and then that one random person that you don't see coming be the person that you've needed. So this is why I don't believe in the term friend zone at all. Because you, for lack of a like better understanding for some, that's what you did. You like, in a sense, you, you put them off to the side, just friends but that's not what was supposed to happen. So, like, the whole friend zone thing is 
is not to me is not a thing. Like to me, because I've seen it way too much lately, of really good friends or best friends that have known each other for years and have gone like up and down roads and gone through hell together and and seen everybody's successes and failures and stuff like that. I've seen two people like that fall for each other multiple times. Uh -huh. So like I don't believe that whole friend zone thing exists. I believe that if you are supposed to be with somebody, sometimes you just take that long road to get there. And I think that's what this was about. I I agree with that. Like I wanted to be with him a year ago, but I had already was talking to somebody and I just, I can't do that. Like if I am talking to somebody, like I'm, I'm investing time into that person, then I'm going to see where it goes, I guess. And then, I mean, I'm glad I'm so thankful and so glad that he waited for me because I mean, he watched me, he helped me get to South Dakota. He watched me move somebody in he watched me fall in love with this person he watched me get my heart broken by this person and never once and he knew that it was a bad idea and told me it was a bad idea and he never once come out and said well i told you so and it wasn't he was always you deserve better than that but it's not oh i told you so i mean so i don't know he's he's just always been He's very positive about things, even when it's not a very positive situation. Well, that's amazing, and that's what I—that's what I like to hear that you're with. Um, as positive as I always try to to be with you, ladies, and your dating or marriages for some of them, uh, it's very hard sometimes to not say you know what i was wrong stop dating that person and you you ladies listen so well, i've just kind of learned to just uh they're smart they'll figure it out and right. then you do and then 20 minutes into a rant i can finally say well i was gonna tell you and then i got 20 more minutes of you ranting at me why didn't i so yeah it's just not it's not something that i really like to do often it's pretty much how it goes though yes it's true so but, but i mean i am a lot happier and everybody says you look so happy on facebook and you look so happy in person and i'm like yeah because when you have somebody who treats you right your whole world is changing like it's not i'm not where i'm like i'm not sitting here stressing like okay what's he doing what's he who's he talking to even though my anxieties want me to think that sometimes, I'm just like, no, like I, I trust him as a person. I'm his first girlfriend in like three years oh, and wow. he's not, he's not dated. I think he's only dated like four or five girls in his entire life. Like it's not even, he doesn't, he doesn't date. So when he does date, he takes them very seriously. Well, that's impressive, and go and good for you for breaking his streak. Yes, <laughs> I guess that's uh, it's a thing that you could put on your resume. You break yes. streaks now, <laughs> so you are happy. And um, I will, I will, I will say this: um, when I have seen you in person, you do have that wonderful happy Candace glow that you radiate as opposed to I'm gonna stab this motherfucker if he doesn't leave me the fuck alone whenever I walk through the door look that I... you normally have exactly I'm happy and it's no different okay well I'm very happy with your happiness so Okay, so we're gonna so with this season we're I'm doing some new things and I'm going to 
do some rapid fire anxiety questions, okay? So you have to answer really quickly. Like what kind of questions? Oh, they're going to be like some are going to be yes or no, and then some of them are you're going to have to like to actually come up with an answer like real quick. Oh Jesus! Okay. That's why they're called anxiety questions. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Oh, let me sit down for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh goodness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. Bungee jumping or skydiving? Skydiving. Red or blue? Blue. Would you rather sit in a room with everyone that you've ever been with and listen to them bitch about you for one hour or go an entire year without talking at all. Ooh. Listening to them bitch for an hour. You think you can handle that? A lot of them don't have a lot to bitch about, so yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's fair. Alright. Uh, last one. Because I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to torture you too much because, you know, you're one of the Legion and you know, you know way too much about me. Facts. <laughs> Okay, so what's more important? A wonderful life for all of your kids or a decent life with minimal heartbreak? Wonderful, no heartbreak, minimal, or the and then the other one. No heartbreak. A wonderful life with no heartbreak. Okay. See, I would argue that I th I would I want my kids to have a little bit of a heartbreak because then that tests them. Uh huh. And like it can like push them to figure out who they are as opposed to never having heartbreak at all. That's true. That's that's a good way to look at it. I mean, because I didn't find out who figure out who I was until after you got your heart broken, right? At least a mm -hmm. couple dozen times. Oh yeah, definitely. After I after I left my ex husband, like I really started to figure out who I was. Is it, it to you? Is it important to to be able to grow and? change and evolve uh that you need to go through all that like the heartbreak and like the stress and the like the constant anxiety does does that does it help you in a sense if you like use it to like to do all those things um so i wholeheartedly like i never used to but i believe in the whole um you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Um, because when before heartbreak, like I never, I, I mean, I didn't realize, I really didn't realize who I was. And then going through the heartbreak and me realizing that I am a very caring person and I have loved somebody who I was fixing them and their life trying to and in the process they were breaking me and when I left my ex-husband like I was going from being a stay-at-home mom for eight years and I was going from that to being by myself which I was terrified to live by myself, especially with my kids. But that's what I needed to do because the person that I was turning into with my ex-husband was not a person I wanted to be. And I made mistakes and I'm not saying that I was the perfect wife by any means, but I mean, 
I did the best with the hand that I was dealt. And once I started realizing how toxic I was becoming and how anxious I was about everything. And when I moved out, like my only option was to be stronger than what I thought I was. And I did it. I mean, I, we, when we moved out, we didn't have anything. And now we have everything that we could possibly need. And we've only been out for two years. So, I mean, I've, I've fought so hard to be the person I am today that I will never, even after the crappy relationships, after I left my ex-husband, I, I will never let another man make me feel the way that my ex-husband or my ex ever made me feel about myself because I'm better than that. Just like my ex couldn't hold a job to save his life. He had a job making $25 an hour. Easy job. All he had to do was basically put boxes in this machine. That was it. Easy. And he screwed it up. After, I think, three weeks. And, I mean, my life was so stressful. And I could feel myself turning into the person that I was with my ex-husband. And I didn't want that. I didn't want to resent him. And I, I love who he is because that, I mean, I did spend a big portion of the last year with him. And I don't hate him. And honestly, we're, we are actually friends now me and my ex and he has a girlfriend and he's happy and he is holding down a job but he he made me feel like I wasn't good enough because I had to fight for attention over an Xbox just like with my ex-husband I had to fight for attention over a cell phone and I did not want to do that and I refuse to do that and now with who I'm with now I don't have to fight for attention I don't have to ask for attention I don't have to ask for reassurance on anything because he is constantly telling me how good of a mom I am telling me how good of a person I am telling me how beautiful I am and he's constantly going out of his way to help me and that's something that nobody's ever done for me is especially without asking for something in return when they do help me and I think that's why I like him so much too is he's making me feel better about myself than when before we started dating so I don't know (laughs) I mean it's I love the person I am when I'm with him because there's been times that I'll be arguing with my mom or somebody and me being Aries, I just want to explode on something and I, I don't with him because he has taught me, I guess, to not fire back like that. And that's, that is something that I love because when I get frustrated or I get mad, I say things that I don't mean and I hurt people and I'm learning not to do that, and that's because of him. Aww. He's making me a better person. Well, I'm going to argue with that. I think he's helped helped guide you to the right, in the right direction, but you are making yourself a better person. He's just along for the ride, and you're just giving him credit. It's really you that's actually doing the work. He's just the, he's like the, he's like the Broda, you know, constantly guiding you or pushing you to be like, hey, you could make this decision. You can be petty or you can not be petty and I don't actually have to listen to you being petty. So like I, I have not shown him my crazy yet. Oh, and, honey, if he's been your friend for a while now, I think he's seen you're crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, that is true. But he has not seen me be crazy on him. And that's kind of nice. I mean, he's watched me be crazy with Nathan. No, that happens. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Okay, so got about eight minutes left. So whenever I started this uh, season, I had mentioned about how I was going to do some different things, like with the game that we just, that we played, but also I'm introducing the idea of guest host, which when we bring Tamanda on for the little triangle episode that we're going to try to get done, uh, that'll be your job to be the guest host. Um, what are my duties going to be? I'm, actually, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You'll be the, the co-host. So we'll be you'll be helping me grill Tamanda. So, ooh. Ooh. That'll be fun. Right. Ooh, yes. So, and then there's the concept of the guest host, which I'm already having uh, one person do it, uh, which was the beginning, which was, which will be the first episode um, since I'm pre-recording these episodes this one had like the new season hasn't started yet but at this particular time but uh the guest host is you are going to interview me and you can ask me all those things that you've always wanted to ask me no holds barred Ooh, yeah so i like that idea so whenever we get a chance to do that um i'm gonna give you ample time to prepare so you can write some stuff down because the first person that, like, the first um, guest host, uh, she did an she was she did an amazing job, but she got to a point where she's like, "Oh crap, I forgot what I was gonna ask." I like, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. So, I'll give you a little ample ample time to figure that out. I figured the best guest host are going to be the ones that know me so well and know that there's always some things that I won't that I won't really let myself talk about but Mm -hmm. you ladies always seem to find a way for me to actually talk about it and force me to do shit that I don't normally do that is true (laughs) so but so I've got you on record now saying that you you're going to agree to do that so you actually didn't yes. have a choice because you were one of the first pe- people that I actually considered for that role, anyway. So, actually, you're you're the one. You're actually one of the the ones that I actually like designed that role for. I was like, you know what, Candace would be great for this role. I think she. I think she would want to do it. She's gonna want to do it. She has no choice. I'm. I'm gonna let her. I'm gonna let her do it. Heck yeah. So, all right. So five minutes left. You have a whole new life going on right now. Things are going great. What do you appreciate the most? Mm, never giving up on myself. I think that's... I'm always striving to be a better person, especially for my kids. Um, I'm happy. I like Just being happier. Life is so much easier and simpler when you're happy. Like, yeah, it's still stressful. But I am ha- like just being happier. It's just it's a whole vibe. It's a whole mood. That yeah yeah that it is. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna end this I'm gonna end this episode, but I'm gonna keep you on the phone because I got something I need to talk to you about in private anyway that I'm not putting on the fucking show this time. So. <laughs> 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 so all right candace thank you very much for coming on the show i look forward to having you back as the guest host and co-host down yes. down in future episodes so uh thanks for coming on yeah bye you know what sometimes you just love a feel-good story um I love, I absolutely adore love and people coming together and finding each other after all these times of fun and people opening up their eyes and seeing what was always right there in front of them. Um, Candace, 
thank you very much for coming on the show. And as I've said, like I said in the episode before, she will be back um, as she is going to be guest hosting and co-hosting. Um, the girls just like I, I love having her on uh, whenever you're able to talk to one of your best friends uh, and just have that much fun with them you, you want them on you know um you you want to experience you know so much so thanks again candace i appreciate every single bit of this story uh you're you know updating wanting to come back on and updating everyone on how, how you're doing so uh it's just it's just a blessing so yeah so we are we're doing amazing guys um life is good um my we're getting closer and closer to halloween and which means that my kids are extremely excited about finally getting their damn costumes on um my daughter justice is is going to be a banana that's right you heard me my daughter is a banana and I told, after I bought her that Halloween costume, I was like, you better wear this costume more than one time. I'm just saying. Walk around, like, take the trash out in a banana costume. I don't care. You're, you, uh, it, it was an expensive banana costume. I'm just saying. Uh, You know, the boys, they're excited. You know, Venom and Spider-Man, and I think this year I'm going to dress up as uh, Spider-Punk from um the different spider verse uh so yeah it's uh spooky seasons abound guys and and girls it's uh a wonderful time also if it hasn't hit by now there's going to be a special episode where i'm going to hopefully uh, bring a couple guests on and we're going to instead of talking mental health we are just going to have a fun conversation about all things spooky you know whether it's ghosts horror movies whatever it is we're gonna do it it's gonna be fun uh look for that and um yeah thanks again guys you know, guys girls you, you guys all know how much i appreciate all of you i really do um this whole whole world that we live in these days there's so much negative there's so much hatred there's so much just like attacks of stupid um people just arguing over ridiculous things and um and i know the future of the world is is not stupid uh we should all be very concerned with it but at the end of the day I don't care if you're a Democrat, I don't care if you're a Republican, I don't care if you're a Libertarian, I don't care if you're a Tea Party enthusiast, I don't care if your political party is a gigantic taco-worshipping bowling ball. I don't know, I'm, I'm making shit up as I go, guys. Um, you do you you believe how you want to believe i'll believe how i want to believe and at the end of the day i don't care who you vote for i don't care who um who you support but you will always matter to me you will always be a friend of mine and uh this this world needs more love than it does divisiveness so be like you guys remember my t-shirt guys be the light in someone's darkness that's all that i'm asking you guys are you guys can do this i believe in you i've always believed in you so let's end this episode the way that we've been ending every other excuse me every every episode with the movie quote of the week This week's movie quote of the movie quote is from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's pretty famous. I'm pretty sure you guys know it. If you don't, you will. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop 
and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Think about it, guys. This world is constantly moving, and it, it goes so fast. Like, one day you're you're five years old, and the next day you're 36 years old, and you you got a mortgage, and you're in debt. And you've worked all this time. For what? Don't miss out on the things that matter the most. Spend time with your kids. Spend time with your parents, your grandparents, your friends, your brothers, your sisters. We only have so much time on this earth. Help somebody. Inspire somebody. Learn from somebody. You never know. You blink. And you're no longer the kid anymore. You're the adult. And you've wasted your entire life forgetting to live a life. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been In Your Head with Shannon Stanford. I am Lord Shannon Stanford. I appreciate you.